We have to stay hidden. To what? This is not a game. Did you go outside? No. You can never lie to me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Fansplainers. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. Hi. Hi, everyone. And this week... Hi also to everyone. Hi I know to... you kind of covered it when you said everyone, but uh, the other everyones who just walked in the room later. Hi to you, too. Uh, w- welcome to you all. No, no, to you. Oh, to me? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And welcome to yourself. Thanks. Yeah, we're not good at this. Uh, <laughs> intros, intros and podcasts. Let's just admit, the first 10 minutes of every podcast is, uh, is bad. should probably fast forward past the first 10 minutes of every podcast. That's my advice yeah, to you. I don't think so. Yep, Dave doesn't agree. Because then you'd miss 10 minutes of this this little charming gem. Yeah, what, what are we doing here, Dave? What's going on? So, what I was going to say before you so rudely interrupted me. Shut up. <laughs> was... No, no, that's rude interruption. <laughs> Go ahead. And by the way, that's as rude as we get because we're Canadians. That's true. All right. That's true, eh? Uh, Dave, by the way, I'm sorry for that rude interruption earlier. <laughs> accept your apology. It's All fine. right. Please, please take this poutine. <laughs> it's good that we're talking Whoop. Canadian because we've got kind of a Canadian movie today. I'm just going to preface it with that. Go sure. Ahead. So, yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fansplainers. Today, we are looking at the, yes, the American-Canadian production, Freaks, which uh, came out in 2018. That's where it had its uh, Toronto International Film Festival debut last year, two thousand in two thousand eighteen, and Good I guess old TIFF, a TIFF, yes, and I guess it got picked up there and uh, was finally released this summer, two thousand nineteen. Uh, it finally got its its uh, release to theaters, and uh, it's directed, written, and directed by uh, a couple of guys, Adam Stein and Zach Lepofsky, who's. Uh, if you watch the credits of the film, appear throughout the credits doing various little things. No, wait. Are those the people who directed the Kim Possible movie? Yes, they are. I looked it up. Oh, really? Yeah, that was their previous credit. Was okay. Directing the live action Kim Possible movie. I didn't even know there was a live action Kim Possible movie. Well, hey. But that makes me very happy that they did that. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yes, it's... Um, well, I guess we're going to go right into spoilers right away because I feel like this sure, is a movie just, that's... First of all, say this is a spoiler podcast. Yes. We're going to go through spoilers. And the biggest spoiler that there is for me yeah is that uh, a guy who used to live down my hall gets, <laughs> gets killed in this movie yes i thought you'd enjoy that right uh and uh, that fellow's name is ryan beale mm-hmm. he appears in a scene where he gets uh, stabbed in the eye yeah. with a pen yeah. that he like gives the guy that's mm. the thing that bugs me is he gives the guy a pen. <laughs> he gets stabbed in the eye with a pen that he politely sure. gave the guy yeah and then uh, you know gets shot to death, which which good good for him getting the role. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's a little bit, it's a little part. Yeah. He, so anyway, that's that. I just wanted to bring off the top my prejudice sure. to this is a uh, fellow who lived down the hall from me. Yeah, uh, got killed in this. You think that would give you some Schadenfreude, a little bit of like excitement to see the, at the misfortune of someone that you know? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why he, not? That's it, it's a lot like uh, being Canadians and living in Vancouver. Yeah. We do see a lot of people die in things. Yeah. Because uh, the roles they give to Canadians mm-hmm. are very small. Yes. And usually those roles are the role of the person who comes in 
and sees the fat sucking vampire yeah. on uh, X Files, and then gets their fat sucked out, mm. and then is as uh, as dead in the alley, and that's usually the Vancouver role that you will get. Sure. We know uh, we we've met a gentleman who's uh, killed in in uh, Deadpool. Yes, uh, who's you know killed in many other movies. Killed yeah. in uh, Welcome to Marwin. That's right. He's also killed in that. Yeah. So many so many deaths. <laughs> so this film is. Um... I like I kind of like this movie in the sense that it reminds me a little of The Mist and that it's a movie that's taking place during another movie. Okay. So for instance, The Mist, there's the other movie that's happening is a movie about a plucky group of, group of commandos who have been tasked with going into this lab and closing this portal that's letting all these monsters into this world. All right. And so that movie's going on. Meanwhile, we get a different movie about a bunch of uh, you know, sad sack schlub stuck in a grocery store. Okay. You know, and so this film is taking place during some sort of like X-Men movie. Right. Where they're battling this, you know, this kind of anti-mutant stuff that's kind of always percolate, percolating through these movies. I don't know why they feel this way. They only drop stadiums around White Houses. I have no idea why people are mad at mutants. Why are you mad at mutants? Just picking up football stadiums and dropping them where they feel like. Well, here's here's something that... Uh... I think we've we've talked about before because we have talked about some of the X Men movies yeah. both here and on our Sneaky Dragon podcast. Yeah. Um, one of the big problems I had with the movie Logan was yes. it kind of wrapped things up with the idea that by the way everyone who was prejudiced against mutants was correct. But even, they do that in every movie. Even, really. even the guy who is like the most benevolent, yeah. Professor Xavier, mm-hmm. uh, ends up a danger to the world yeah. with his powers. He can't help it. Yeah. So look, you were right. Mm-hmm. Mutants are bad. Correct. Correct, bad guys. Uh, you, the, yeah, you should. The prejudice that you had towards these mm-hmm. folks was was right. Yeah, and yeah. that's a little bothersome to me in, in that kind of thing. And in this movie, yes, though we follow these characters as the protagonists of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, an argument definitely can be made uh, since they kill Ryan Beale uh, <laughs> that they are not the good guys at all in, in this. Though you are following them, and so you do have yeah, you are they're on their side, and then you you also learn that. The reason, the reason they're in the situation they're in is because there was a, a riot that, but it wasn't instigated by them. It was instigated by, let's put quotation marks, normals, people who aren't freaks. Okay. Well, okay, let's try and explain what the movie's about just a little bit because we really have, I've really taken it off the rails. Sorry. So this film is basically through the point of view of a young girl named Chloe, who is, for reasons we don't understand at the beginning of the film, locked in the house by her father, mm-hmm. who is telling her that the world outside is dangerous. Right. And that she has to be scared of people and cannot go outside ever. Yeah. And what we've seen of the world is she uh, looks through her window yeah. and sees that birds are not moving yeah. in the sky. Yeah. So you're not sure what's going on. That's right. And Everything's dark. There doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be any power going sure. on as well. And we understand that she has been in this house her whole life, basically. She's, mm-hmm. she's around seven years old. And so she spent seven years of her life living in this kind of run-down home that looks like it would be the sort of place that's going to be developed you know it's just kind of it's just sort of in that sort of state of semi-collapse you know obviously people other people have been living there and using it uh you know as a kind of squat as a place for squatters to to stay at she does there are a lot of um drawings on the wall and whatnot Mm -hmm. oh yeah she's been there for seven years yeah Yeah. so clearly she has been there yeah for uh, for a long long time (laughs) so you're not sure what the situation is is it a room situation uh you know what's what's going on outside Mm -hmm. and Let's just say, uh, just in because let's just do a little bit of in general. Sure. Once the mystery is revealed and you know what's going on, is this a movie that uh, from that point on 
can never uh, kind of regain that. Like as in, regain the mystery. I, I guess like once you know the once you know the answer to the riddle. Yeah. Um. You know you you can't you know un, undo it. But like to uh, I'll just state what what I felt about it was like the mystery was more interesting than what happened once the mystery was revealed. Then it became kind mm. of a generic film to me. Yeah. And it was like yeah this is fine. Mm. But it, now it just looks like a low budget one of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And uh, and and the problem with a movie like this that's such an interesting premise is you uh you know you you think of all these different scenarios this could be what's going on and once you actually go but it's this it's like hmm okay <laughs> you know it's your lost island problem you yeah. know it's just like why are they on the island what's going on what's yeah, the situation yeah. well if you don't reveal it uh you're frustrated if you do reveal it it's very seldom uh, a completely satisfying thing, and the mystery is always more fun than the reveal. Yeah. So that's the one flaw to me that this movie has, and I don't know how they would overcome it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 more fun until you know. Hmm. I well, I guess I'm I I I don't I don't I kind of disagree with you, but that was a hard way to say that. I kind of. Disagree with you because what I really liked about well, the shows film... where you uh, talk about movies, we should not have the two people disagreeing. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's uh, really death, the death of a poison to these sort yeah. of programs. I kind of disagree with you because I felt like the i the idea of the film wasn't so much that there's a mystery; it's a mystery to Chloe, and that's a mystery to us. I like that the film looks at the situation entirely through her eyes, so we don't really know anything that's happening that she doesn't know. Do you, do you know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, we we don't know why they're there. She doesn't know why they're there. Like, like at really... At first it's like that. Then later things... Change. Well, yeah, it slowly reveals to us what's what's happening. Like, we see... No, I mean, it's not all through her eyes, like, later on, is it? Is it? Through the whole through the whole movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, fair enough. There's no scenes where, like, Bruce Dern is off doing something and Chloe's not there or her dad's doing something. Her dad goes out and does something, and then he returns. But we don't know what he's doing. We have no idea what. Okay, so wait a second. Let's go with when. Uh, when let's go back to Ryan Beale. That's all going to be about Ryan Beale. Yeah. When Ryan is uh, is uh, stabbed, Chloe's there. She is there to see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Harsh. Okay. Yeah, it is I harsh. I forgot yeah. that. All right. Go. Please yeah. continue that. Because I think you're right. Like it's a film where you kind you kind of are on the t- side of the protagonist, but they're all they're also kind of questionable in what they're doing, partly because they're you know, they're obviously fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's this idea that they're going to this place called Mount Watick or whatever it's called. But it's really just a death camp. It's not a place that, you know... So the idea is that we're going to relocate you to this place where you'll live in peace and then we, you know, have, we won't have to deal with each other mm-hmm. because you guys have these weird powers that we don't have and it's kind of scary. Mm, and Not just know, kind of scary. They, yeah. they reveal what happens when things go wrong. yeah. And this next, well, when things go wrong, when like when you try to round them up and ship them off, people get upset. So no, it's not. What's okay? That's what causes the riot. Well, it's not even a riot. They say they say that um, uh, you know the freaks. They call them freaks. Yeah, we we can use that word because Dave and I are also freaks Um, (laughs) and geeks. The adults, the adult freaks have abilities, but the children freaks, yeah, have incredible abilities, and the child uh, freak. Uh, destroyed a city at one point because the children were uh, were the cause of that. Am I am I wrong about this? You're wrong. Okay. Because what happened was is in the the situation was they were trying to round up. They were trying to round up the freaks okay. to take them to this place, and then there was a riot. So okay. the freaks had a riot, and it got out of hand, and it caused this this well, basically destroyed Dallas. 
because we see the footage of that wasn't just like a freak destroying no no it was like multiple freaks destroying dallas all right but am i wrong that the children are more powerful than yes they do mention that with that the the secret the adf agent the abnormal defense force i think that's what they're called um she mentions in an interview on television during one of the sequences because remember chloe once again because chloe can only know what but her dad will let her find out. So okay. he falls asleep on the couch, but he's wearing he- he's wearing headphones to listen to television because he doesn't want to know what's happening in the right. world. But she listens in, and so we hear from this agent. She's t- saying that um, that yes, the freaks are powerful, but the children will often have even bigger powers than their parents do. So they are a, they are more of a threat. So children have to be killed, yeah, because they are a bigger threat. Or manipulated into becoming a weapon that's that's what she's suggesting which yeah they're not, right? so there's two there's two options okay. either you die or you become yeah you get culled or, or you become a weapon yeah so uh when it's when it starts as you're as you were saying she is in the house mm-hmm. and i thought that the the strongest element to me was this because you're getting what an overprotective parent would actually say but taken to an extreme yeah, extreme, degree, to extreme which yeah, is, yeah. If you go outside, yeah. there's people out there who want to hurt you mm-hmm. and they want to kill you. Yeah. And that is something a parent would say to a child today. Yeah. You know, you're you're a parent and, you know, you would like to have free-range children, but you can't. You can't you're not allowed to let your kids outside because you're told, "Oh, there's someone who will grab your kid, will kill your kid." Yeah. And the stereotype is of course a van. And so they play right into that stereotype off the off the top, and you have an ice cream man yeah, who is yeah. out there, yeah. uh, and she wants to she wants to get herself some ice cream, mm-hmm. but she still she can't leave. And so uh, we we get the first uh, little sign of her powers where she uh, gets a little girl to bring her ice cream, yeah. and you're like, oh, there is something yeah. amiss here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the ice cream man, you're not like, is this just an ice cream man? Is this all in the dad's imagination? Exactly. What's 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 going on? But it's all playing on. Uh, an exaggeration of real fears that yeah. uh, you know we've yeah. uh, drummed into mm-hmm. uh, you know our well, society now. Exactly right. So you're thinking, is this dad c- crazy? You know, or of course you're, you're thinking that, but then you're like, well, of course he can't be because it's a movie. So really kind of limit limit where this movie's going to go if the dad's just a nut. Although that guess what could be kind of interesting. If no, the dad you, could, was, you could completely go with the idea yeah. that this is all. You know, a fantasy that the dad mm-hmm. has, like, yeah. you know, play, played out because he's kidnapped his daughter for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah, yeah. Or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that they could have played that up a bit more, given a sense of... of uh, I mean, I... Well, they did play it up, like, to an extreme degree. In fact, to the point where it almost became, like, broad comedy, where <laughs> you you first see Bruce Dern... And 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 Chloe, I'm using a real actor's name and a, and a, and a fictional name together. But the little girl, when he's saying to her, when she finally does go outside, yes, okay, uh, and he says to her, "I've got lots of ice cream in the van. You should come in the van. Mm-hmm. All the flavors are here." Yeah, I yeah. mean that's just like completely playing up. It's the old, it's the old perv who's going to take you and kidnap you. Yeah, you know yeah. everything he's doing. You know, later on you find out what his motivation is. And even yeah. when you're going with the idea that that's his motivation, he is terrible at this because he could not look more like someone who's a, a yeah. child kidnapper to the yeah. point where they are in the park later. And of course, everyone's looking at them like, who's this guy? Yeah. You know, he's just like awful at the, at, at what he's, what he's trying to do. But again, it plays into the fears that we have. It does play into the fears that we have. And then we're also, even if we think, oh, she has a little girl with powers. We're not sure if he is like a government agent who has come to to take her away from her dad in order to 
recruit her into to whatever. Right, you know, and he like, calls himself Mr. Snowcone. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, sounds like um, a, a villain's name yeah. or, a, or a slasher movie thing. And the, yeah. and the poster for this movie is a is an ice cream cone that's melting in someone's hand. And it yeah. looks like, oh, this is a person who like uh, gives out ice cream and then kills, mm-hmm. kills people and freezes them in the back. To the point where her dad actually says, I think that, uh, you know, uh, he's got like uh, little kids frozen in the in the back of his yeah, uh, that's ice cream right. truck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, in order to scare her more. Although I think that just makes it seem more curious to her. Like, well, maybe that's interesting. Why are people? <laughs> why would some people driving around with like this? So the dad has set up an an elaborate scheme. He's living in this house, obviously illegally, but because his power is the control of time. Oh wait, you haven't said that. Well, that's fine. Okay, well, we'll mention that that's what his power yeah. is. Yeah, he's powered as well. Yeah. Yes, he's the father is a. Is a, a mutant, or they're not allowed to say mutants, obviously, because it's a movie, and and uh, and uh, Marvel has the uh, or 20th Century Fox, one of those companies has has the uh, con- whatever that trademark on the word mutant. Sure, for, why not for use in fiction? Yeah, they, they should really talk to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles about that. I think uh, I think I think they're oh, going to be yeah, able to use theirs yeah. for a while. But maybe it's too close. Well, then it just makes it the X-Men completely. Yeah, yeah. You know, the idea of like freaks is, uh, you know, oh yeah, just yeah. creepier or abnormal. But to me, it is, like an X- it is like a movie that's happening while another X-Men movie is happening. Sure. You know, so it just feels like it just has that feel too. Because it, it be- also because, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lo- pretty low budget film. And so a lot of, you know, it's basically like almost a one room movie like a one, or a one set movie. Like the house is a big part of the film. It's probably seventy percent of the that everything that happens in the film takes place in that in the house, right? Which is fine because it really works well. So we'll just talk about the father's power, which appears to be the power of time. So he can stop time. So he can do something and make it look like he's disappeared, but he hasn't. He's just stopped time, yeah. gone off to do something, then returned and started time again. Right. He makes a bubble of time, and he, time moves differently yeah. in that bubble. Yes. So what he's doing, he's he's basically. But his bubble is huge because mm-hmm. he's not to stop time in the house or near the house, but uh, everywhere. Because the mum, wow, I'm really giving away stuff here. Sorry, everyone. The mum who is in prison, we don't yeah. know, know this at this at the early part of the film. She thinks of her daughter as being a couple months old. So when she first sees Chloe, she doesn't recognize who she is because to her, her daughter is still a baby, not a seven-year-old. Yeah. So she doesn't understand that, you know. Well, I don't think he, he doesn't affect time outside in the world he, he puts a bubble of time i believe and i've been wrong before in this podcast yeah around the house so that they move faster in the in in the house they're moving quicker time is moving quicker in that bubble that's why they're eight she's aging faster so no one but no one can see that no one can get through that uh um, bubble. like whenever he creates a time thing he yeah. makes a bubble around himself so i've got to assume that's like a mm-hmm. bubble or a bubble around but it house. affects it affects the snow mr snow cone it affects the birds. Does, no, it doesn't. I wouldn't say it affects the birds. I think we're getting that perspective because if you're moving fast yeah. in the bubble and you're looking out, oh, okay. you're going to see the birds are, uh, you know, uh, frozen in the sky. And I get, I don't know if it hits Mr. Snowcone. I don't think it goes that far. Okay. okay. Um, I assume he's just waiting because the father turns off his power no, when he you, sleeps. Yeah, you must be, you, you must be right. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense that everything would be slowing down. But yeah, to the mum... But the mom says only a couple of months. Of, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes makes sense, but that's crazy. But yeah, interesting. So if you looked into the, if they looked at the house, they couldn't actually see what was going on because it would be a blur. Yeah. Yeah. Way too, way too fast. Yeah. And so, 
And the other thing that uh, Chloe is experiencing in this house is that there's a ghost who lives in her closet. Mm -hmm. That's how we're first introduced to this character anyway. It's a ghost that lives in her closet. And I think that's a really interesting part of the film too, because to us, it's a ghost in her closet. It doesn't say who who this ghost is or explain. Eventually, that also becomes revealed to us. And I I really like the process of discovering everything that's happening through her eyes, Um, just because it's just sort of interesting to watch her character, you know, become powerful, not just powerful right. in terms of her powers that she's also a freak, but also that she begins to take control of her life away from her dad, who's so controlling. And in a way, the movie happens with kids when they grow up as well. Yeah. And the way the movie is about all, like, this is a, it's more about bad choices that adults make rather than, you know, you know what I mean? Like the dad. Okay, now I want to hear what you mean. Well, the dad is is doing something really awful, which is hiding reality from his child. Okay. You know, like he's creating this situation where he's not giving her any information, any context to what's happening in her life. You know, so she's living in this kind of made up fiction that he can't really maintain because it's made up. Is and he- so her curiosity over what's actually happening around her right. overcomes his his lies. Well, what what are his lies? How's that it's lying? that it's dangerous, it is dangerous out there. It is that the he's right. Well, he's right. He's right and he's wrong. I no, mean, he's not. He's not wrong at all. If he if if she goes out and she starts yeah. to bleed from an eye, she will be shot to death. Mm-hmm. If anyone has any idea yeah. that she's a freak, and it, and apparently, if you show the slightest sign of being a freak, yeah. not just the blood in the eye, but show any powers, yeah. people will turn and go freak yeah and the second that they do that the police will show up and the police will not arrest you the police will murder you yeah so everything the dad is saying is absolutely true you cannot go outside she she's a seven-year-old she doesn't know yeah to control her powers and mm-hmm. if she shows her powers or hangs out with grandpa and his powers yeah uh she'll be shot to death so he, he's right mm. Do you think he's lying in any other in, in any way? Aside from, of course, but there are no I shouldn't children say he's, in the ice cream. Sorry, man. I shouldn't say he's lying. Then what I should be saying is that his his warnings have no context to her. Like he's not telling her why are people mad at her. Mm. Like what is it about her that would cause? You know, to her, she's he's telling her she's normal. But he, but she is normal to him. That's the thing. He's not lying. But he's. He but no, 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 no. But okay. he is t- telling her. He's teaching her to lie, though. Right, he's teaching her the fiction that her name is Eleanor Reed, that she lives da 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 da, that her father likes to fish, but he does, right. he's not very good at it. Because at some point she will have to, yeah. uh, If something happens to him, yeah. Because he's a freak and mm-hmm. he knows he's a freak, yeah. Uh, she will have to live uh, with other people and pretend that they're her, not necessarily that she's normal, yeah. Because let's let's be clear about that. He doesn't know that she's a freak. Yeah. He's always asking her, "Are your eyes bleeding?" And they're not. Mm-hmm. She's telling him, "My eyes have never bled before." Good. She might not be a freak. She might not be. She could be, but she might not be. Mm. But one thing's for sure, he is, and at one point, he's going to die. Yeah. And when he dies, she needs to be somewhere safe. So he is just creating a fake identity for her, yeah. which is not lying about what she is, just no. just her name and background. Yeah, just made up thing. But she doesn't know why. And how could she? She doesn't know why. She doesn't understand. So she's she's maturing. She's seven now. Yes. She, and she's so she's no longer a baby. Right. You know, like that's one thing when your children age, they become they, they become a person. They're no longer a baby. A baby you carry around with you and have to change and stuff like that. But eventually, they're no longer a baby. They have their own per, they have their own personhood, right. you know, that needs to that needs to have needs to have ownership over themselves. And so you your constant attempt to smother that, you know, without context, without explaining to her, listen, 
this is this is what what we're facing. You know, da da da. Just tell her she's seven. She'll understand. She might understand it in every way, but she'll understand the gist of it, What's and it will right make sense to, to her. What's the right to tell a child that the world wants to murder you? Right away, I would say. Well, he is. He is though. He's saying everyone out there wants yeah, to kill you, but okay. also to make sure that it's not because he's not telling her why. But how, at what age do you do that? Like, clearly not at two, she's not going to get yeah. it. Yeah. Clearly not at three, she's not going to yeah. get it. She would understand at five. She'll understand at six and seven, for sure. So so the big sin here is that he's telling her a little too late, maybe two years too yeah, late. Yeah. Because it feels like seven is still, you know, the age no. of, an age of innocence. Well, No, no. It's again, an age I, of I'm innocence not... because you make it an age of innocence. If you don't tell children something, of course it's an age of but innocence. But he is telling her that the world it wants to murder you. Yeah. Everything outside is dangerous. Yeah. Completely right. He is totally right. Yeah. He's just not telling her there was like, and we don't even know, yeah. uh, that there was some sort of, you know, uh, war or some, something and other people that are like her have been all murdered. Sure. Like, should you be telling you, like, like I could see as a father not wanting to, like trying to keep your daughter safe and, 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 and in a, in, in a world where she doesn't know that like. Uh, you know, all the other people like her have been like, you know, just massacred, and like mm. there's just a handful left. And yeah. her mother is has been, you know, oh, he did tell her her mother has been is is dead, but yeah. I don't think he told her that she was murdered by the government, yeah. right? Or, yeah. did, or did he? Yeah, that would be a helpful thing for her to know. Like, who who are the people that are want to kill you, and why? Basically, to him though, like he is telling her the world wants you dead, which is true. Mm. Everybody except for maybe a handful of people in the world want you dead yeah so he's right that's 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 the that's all he's he said yeah is there something that he has done that you see think is wrong in that like of course he looks like a nut yes you know yeah he's taken he's he's taken all this responsibility and basically raised a child by himself yeah. in a house for seven years yeah he's lost the woman that he loves yeah uh he is hunted and knows the world anytime he steps outside wants to murder him yeah um so he's he's having a stressful time yeah i can't sure i can't is. i can't uh say that he is too bad a a person mm-hmm. probably but uh yeah no no i don't think he's a bad person but i think he's making bad choices and i think bruce Dern is also making bad choices oh i would agree with that for sure you know i think they're both in their own different ways making Making bad choices. Okay, so uh, so uh, she wants to go outside. Finally, she does go outside. Mm-hmm. Her dad goes to sleep. Yeah, uh, meets Bruce Dern. Yes, uh, Mr. Snowcone. Yes, uh, and uh, he decides to take her to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, along the along the way, he uh, do the, do you see the picture on the way there or on the way back? I think we see on the way there. On, on the way there, we see a billboard. Oh, I mean, uh, oh, the picture of her mother. Yeah, that's right. Okay, there sorry. is a picture of a person with a bleeding eye. Yeah. So uh, saying, you know, this is the freaks and warning and yeah, yeah. report them. So we've set that up. Uh, but yeah, he gets to the park and he's pushing her a little too hard on the swings while trying to ask her if she's ever experienced powers. He's trying to trigger her He's power. trying to trigger her powers, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, Once again, mothers are watching this and seeing yeah. this is not... Uh, bad bad decision making. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and cruel. It's selfish. It's cruel. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know... He he doesn't seem to have any uh, care in his heart. He, he there's something she has, and we're not sure whether or not he's working for the government mm-hmm. or uh, what. He just wants something from her, and we know that much. The uh, the uh, caring facade drops very quickly from his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, a police officer is called to uh, because of course he's looking like a creep. Police officer pulls a gun, uh, telling him to step him to step away. And uh, the, we see a little bit of the little girl's powers there. Where 
Well, I think we saw it with the ice cream cone sequence. A little right? bit. A little yeah. more hinted. And this mm-hmm. time we're really clear. Yeah. Yeah. She can make people do things yeah. by repeating that they They want. get into their head, yeah. She which, again, is a very childlike power, which is, you know, uh, can we go to the park? Can we go to the park? Can we go to the park? Can we <laughs> yeah, go to the park? Yeah. Fine. We can go to the park. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, that's, it, all, it all connects quite well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that is an interesting power. She basically has two powers. One is the power of persuasion. Yeah. And the other is the ability to astral almost like project. astral project. Yeah. And to control people through her through her, her power of persuasion. Now, uh, with the astral projection, how that manifests itself in the house is we when we're saying you think you're seeing a ghost, what you are seeing is she has gone to a location. Yeah. But we're seeing it through her eyes, and yeah. she also sees the room around her. So there's a girl that lives across the street, the girl who she uh, influenced to bring her ice cream. Yeah. And uh, at one point, she, or uh, you say later on, she often goes to her room at night yeah. uh, and uh, asks her to hug her and pretend to be her mom yeah. and tell her that she loves her and all these things, yeah. which is very disturbing to this girl, as it should be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But once again, she's just a young girl, so she doesn't understand what she's doing is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And there's no one there telling her. Because the father do doesn't know she has these powers. Okay. I kind of missed that part of it. I didn't really pick up that uh, that element of it, that he didn't realize she had powers. I knew he was worried about her bleeding from the eye, but I just thought that was, he was just worried about her, uh, how her power, powers are manifesting. Like, you know, you don't want to you overuse them. Not, you know, if you strain yourself, that causes, mm. causes uh, bleeding from the eye. I guess. Because she was doing things quite regularly in the film with her powers that didn't cause her to bleed. and then But when she did like really forceful things, then she was experiencing okay. that effect. But yes, yeah, so so yes, yeah, so Bruce Dern is sort of the, the inciter of the downfall of the dad's plan. Right. He shows her a picture of her mom. Yes. Tells her her, her mom is uh, still alive, which dad said that she was dead. Mm-hmm. The little girl asks to uh, have the picture and... Uh, he eventually agrees to that after she kind of gets into his head. Yeah, yeah, it tries to, to yeah, yeah, it tries to influence yeah. him. And to be fair to the dad, I know I called him a liar earlier, but he is not lying about the mother's death. He just doesn't realize that she is still alive. Yeah, the only lie I can think is that uh, you know he's got uh, kids, uh, frozen kids, in the back of his uh, ice cream truck. Yeah, when I said lie, I just meant I just meant that he's just kind of withholding information from her that I think. She needs to know, like it's this, like you just can't yell at a child and control them that way. Like that's just not how children work, right? Like just yelling at the top of your lungs at them. He's making some, he's making some bad choices, but he's yeah. freaking out. Yeah, I know that he's try, trying to do his best for her, but I just think that like, just his approach this. is his uh, approach is wrong. How, well, here's the, here's the thing: is if you had a situation, it was a zombie movie, and and you got uh, you're raising your daughter in a world with zombies, yeah. And if she leaves the house, the zombies will eat her. Yeah, so tell her, tell her about the zombies. Well, she, he does. He says, like, if you leave the house, you will be killed by uh-huh. these, by these pe- things that are going to eat you outside. Is that enough information for him to give her? No. Because that's basically, well, what do you have else do you have to say? Do you have are you talking about the zombies eating you? I'm just saying, like, this is the scenario I'm laying out. Yeah, yeah. If she leaves the house, yeah. everybody in the world yeah. wants her dead. Mm-hmm. That's the real scenario. Yes. I don't know how much that you would tell a child... To not like completely freak them out. Like you're already telling her everyone in the world wants to kill you. Well, uh, what else can you tell her that will let her sleep at night I th- I and think have if, a childhood? If you're yelling at someone that the world wants to kill them, you're freaking them out. Wait, but it's true. I know it's she true. She needs Ian, to know this information you, is true. Yes, but she needs to know that it's true, right? Yes. Like not just being yelled at. She needs to know that it's true. It needs to be explained to her in a way that's not an emotional tirade from a parent. Mm-hmm. Like if someone, if a child, 
pees their bed, mm-hmm. if the parent's reaction is to scream at them and just yell at them, that's not going to help the child, right? So if the child, in her case, she's misbehaving by going outside, right. his reaction to yell at her is not helping her to not do what this he doesn't want to do. This is where I'm going with a zombie scenario. Yeah. You've got a daughter. Okay. Uh, you live in zombie world. Yeah. You've told the daughter all all her life, if you go outside, things will want will, will try to eat you. Yeah. And she's going, I want to go outside. Okay. Uh, what do you do? Well. And she's thinking of going outside. Mm-hmm. And you know if you turn your back, she's going to try and go outside. Yeah. And if she goes outside, yeah. she's going to get eaten. Sure. What do you do to your daughter? How do you how do you? Well, okay. That? First thing, is she going to get eaten? Yes. Or is it there's a possibility she'll be eaten? Like is a hundred percent chance she'll be eaten, or It'll is it a hundred percent chance? It's like it's a hundred percent chance. Every, is, everyone in the world wants her dead except a handful of people. Yeah, everyone on that street, everyone in that city. Yeah, everyone but they don't world. know who she is. But they could. They could know who she this, is, and, and and probably will. There's a really good chance that she's that she is a freak. Yeah. If she uses her powers in any way, yeah. she will be killed. Yeah. If she bleeds from an eye, which could happen at any time, she will be killed. Yeah. So you know that. You know like there's a good chance, a good, good chance. Yeah. If she leaves, she's going to get eaten by a zombie. So what do you, what do, you do Well, to be a good dad? You tell her about the zombies. She has. He hasn't. He said that they're going to like kill you. Who? The people outside will but want he, you dead. He never says specifically who it is, though. Everyone. But not, it doesn't have to be. There's no specific. But, it's general. Yeah, the world wants her dead. Yes, but who? Like you just can't say everyone. everyone. Wants, no, but everyone doesn't want her dead. Yes, they do. Everyone wants her dead, except possibly, possibly, yeah. other freaks that are alive. But to him, yeah. he has no idea if any freaks are alive. To him, possibly, they are the only two freaks okay. left. And everyone else in the world, absolutely everybody else in the world, wants her dead, with the exception yeah. of this one woman that we see on TV who wants to turn her into a weapon. <laughs> that is the only other person yeah. in the world that he knows of that yeah. doesn't want his daughter dead. So what does he? What's his? What's his uh, game plan? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's let's move on from this because we obviously we obviously disagree over parenting. So we'll it's co- not move parenting. on. Parenting. It, it is parenting. No, it's not parenting. Yeah. This is this is just the realistic scenario of like. What what plot wise? What's yeah. the flaw of this guy in the movie? And you you started with like yeah. he's lying, but you've taken that away. Now you're saying he shouldn't yell at her. Yeah, but you've you know. No, you're... no, I'm not taking that away. I don't think he should yell at her, even if she's trying to go outside, which would be near certain death. Yeah, yeah. Like I just think that he's he's just not talking to a child the way a child should be talked to, and I just feel like that's not it's not a fault. He's obviously in a terrible situation that he's trying to protect yeah. her, and he's like overreacting to it. No, you he's know? not overreacting. There is no, there yeah. is no overreacting in a world where <laughs> the billions of people on sure. this planet sure. all want you and your daughter dead. Sure, he is in such a, an, an insane situation. Yeah, that like to, I think to apply the standards of modern parenting in sure. our society yeah. to him. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's. Fair. Don't you think he's alienating her though? Yes, because every, the world is alienating. Like, first of all, I think there's a push away from, uh, you know, you're like she wants to be her own person because that's the age that she's coming yeah. up on. Yeah. You know, again, I come from you know a Catholic background. I'm not a Catholic anymore, but it's like the age of eight is the age where you're responsible for your own actions. So mm. she is coming up on that age. Okay. Where like you can make your own decisions, mm. uh, and uh, when she ends up making decisions. Uh, they all seem to be very dangerous for her, and not just dangerous for her. <laughs> sure, dangerous for those those around her. Yeah, almost like she's a kid mm-hmm. going outside and playing, just like regular kids go outside and play, and also get into dangerous situations. 
Right. You know, and obviously not everyone's trying to kill you when you go outside, but there are dangers in the world, you know, and parents do make a point of telling their kids about the dangers and explaining why they're dangerous, not just yelling at the top of their lungs that it's dangerous. I just feel like he's, you know, he's trying to, you know, his love is so much that he can't be, he can't be logical in the situation, you know, like, you know, so we have like these two poles, we have Bruce Stern, the character who is our grandfather, who is a sort of unemotional has this unemotional approach to her because to her, she's just a bargaining chip in his attempt to save his daughter. Well, he's, it's not unemotional. His emotions are for his daughter. For his emotions, yes, that's right. But he has no real emotions for Chloe, for, for his granddaughter. Okay. And for, uh, uh, what's Emil? What's the, what's the guy's yeah, name? Emil, I don't remember what the guy's name is. Okay, his first name is Emil. Sorry, I can't remember his last, okay. last name. Um, for, for that actor, for that, for the dad, his, you know, he's entirely about his child now because he has no wife. Yeah. So she is all that is left of of their family. Right. You know, so she is like this precious jewel, you know. And so he is like doing everything he can, everything he can to keep her safe. And to, he stay, has created, and to stay awake because if yeah. he goes to sleep, the time bubble drops. Time bubble. danger. So he's That's going right. crazy from lack of sleep as well. He's going crazy from lack of sleep. He's obviously like robbing banks or something. Well, this is the weird Because he's getting money. Right, he's got a But he's lot. got like like build like it wrapped as if they were from a bank vault. Sure. Right? I'll give you that. Like So a, he's he could be like he could just go into a bank, stop time and just do whatever he wants and then leave again. Right. To which you go like why does he need why does he need money? Because he's part of his plan is to create a a safe, safe place for her by paying off a family in the neighborhood. Correct. There's a weird there's a weird scene that happens where, you know, she's asking him for ice cream and he says, "All right, like Finally, he gives in. Like I'm gonna, I'll go get you ice cream. Yeah, and he goes out apparently shopping. Yeah, you know, and comes back with a cart uh, of, th- of of items, forgetting the ice cream, which really annoys her. Yes, uh, I don't know. blame her. There you are. Uh, Once but, again, bad parenting. <laughs> but he comes back with the cart full of items. Yeah, and he's uh, he's bleeding from his side. Yeah, and uh, and you're like, well, what's going on here? Why why was shopping so difficult? When you've gotten a stack full of money, you could just apparently go to the store yeah. and uh, buy items and mm. then come back. I don't know why this would have think. Possibly his eyes started bleeding and he had to like do something. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that was it. Well, because he comes back and he's been looks like he's been shot in the side. Absolutely, he's been shot. Yeah. So something went down. Yeah. So this is a guy who was just going out grocery shopping. Yeah. And and ended up with a bullet in him. So yeah. it's kind of going. Yeah, right. The world outside is pretty 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 harsh. Depending what how he's doing like you say he could just go into the store but maybe he doesn't want to do that because he's afraid of of being seen or recognized or thought to be a freak so he's doing it in his kind of time controlling way yeah and uh he gets got into trouble who knows but that's kind of that element of the movie i like so much is that we don't know because we'd only know what chloe knows right if chloe doesn't know it or it's not happening around chloe because there are things like we do see like television screens with images of of stuff uh, i'm just trying to think yeah i don't think there's a scene in the film where chloe isn't present because I, I was just wondering because they do go over to the family's house and we see the family at dinner but i think that's them coming in and the family's at dinner right that does make sense yeah, yeah. i think yeah. so i think so as well i think you're probably right because I, I this a part of the film i really enjoyed was this this kind of slow opening up of what exactly is going on but we're seeing it through her point of view and even with the ghost in the closet, she begins to realize that this ghost in the closet is her mother, mm-hmm. that she is projecting herself 
unwittingly, she's not controlling it, but there's obviously such an emotional bond between her and her mom that she's drawn to where her mom is. And it seems like her mom is in trouble. Her mom is yeah. trapped. There. She's got some chains on. Yeah, Something's going that's on. That's right. Yeah. So, there, so there's that. So we're, And also, we didn't mention uh, that uh, we find out that, uh, that the grandfather, Bruce Dern, mm. can turn invisible. Yes. So he can, he can do that. So, that's so with his that. power. When, when he's yeah. bringing uh, her home, uh, her father appears in front of them, apparently teleporting, but no, it's just the time bubble. Yeah, yeah. So making, and uh, he yells at, he, they have a big fight. Yes. They, they've definitely got a history. Sure. And yeah, there's a lot of tension mm-hmm. uh, between them. So mm-hmm. yes, the motivation for the grandfather is definitely to get his daughter from, yeah. and the, the, the motivation for the uh, dad is to protect his daughter. So Emil Hirsch. Right. So it's two dads yes. protecting their yeah. daughters. Yeah. You know, and it is a big, he doesn't, quite believe that his uh, wife is still alive he doesn't no, believe no you know uh, what, uh, what the grandfather's uh, telling him and the grandfather has to live in hope that is uh well that's the thing he thinks that his his father-in-law is just deluded because he's so wants his daughter to be alive sure. but he knows the actual truth right though they're both crazy dads trying to protect their daughter <laughs> exactly maybe that's maybe that's the, maybe those are the freaks in this movie are the two dads mm-hmm. the kids the actual you know the actual like people with the mutated powers i mean you can understand the the point of view of the normal people in this movie too. I mean, you're right; these people are kind of dangerous, and they have these powers that are scary, yeah, and are outside of what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're now the outmoded, uh, you know, we're the Neanderthal man to their to their uh, Homo sapiens. You know, they're just going to walk all over us. And uh, since when they breed. They get even stronger. Yeah, this is just a couple of generations from completely sure. taking over. Sure, but you look at something like the Chloe um, projecting herself across the uh, the street to the to the other little girl and yeah. making her cuddle with her yeah. and say that she loves her mm. and act like her mother, and uh, that is that's beyond creepy and dis- and, yeah. and disturbing yeah. for this for this other girl. And again, I get that we're. Going with this is the protagonist, and it's a little, it's a little. Kid. Well, she's an innocent. I mean, it don't, it's not. This it's, is the this is the thing. Yeah. At what point is she responsible for what she's doing, and what you know? Yeah. You can just do the whole thing, like, well, she doesn't know no better. Mm-hmm. But as things progress, she does end up killing people, and uh, because again, we're we're going for of, in self defense, but could be, yeah. Maybe there's another way of doing it. Maybe there's not. Who knows? She's a little kid. Yeah. So, you know, does she, is, even if there was another way, would she have taken it? We don't know. But she is a little kid who, when she wants something, she takes it. Mm-hmm. And she controls other people to do it. Yeah. Uh, whether that's something like giving love. Yeah. Whether it's like getting ice cream or sure. whether it's like uh, taking a life mm-hmm. to preserve another life or to help someone that she yeah. she loves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to to the family across the street, this is an incredible horror story. <laughs> yes. You know, these people are in no yeah. way good, in no way hero, heroes. Their lives are destroyed by them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And as much as you go like, oh, they're clearly the bad guys. Are they just bad guys because we're following these protagonists mm-hmm. over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, well, I feel with Chloe and her powers that. You know, in a in a family situation, like in a good family situation, it's something that could be, you know, controlled, talked about, made to understand that you just can't, you know, you know, we we learn as kids that you just can't punch someone else in the face, that you have to like cooperate and work together, and you know, those are things that you learn that 
you know, hopefully you learn. There are some people who don't learn that, and there's most people do. And so that's what kind of separates you. But let's go with let's go with this idea. Uh, like any any child, yeah, will no matter you know good, you know it's no judgment on good bad. Yeah, um, will have a temper tantrum. Oh yeah, and will do cruel things. Okay, but if you wi- taking that into consideration, yeah, that a child will have a temper tantrum. Yeah, and a child will do cruel things. Mm-hmm. And if this child now has powers, yeah. and when they have a temper tantrum, they do that means something. Yeah. That means someone's going to get hurt mm-hmm. or possessed or taken over or someone's going to die. Yeah. Uh, then what do you do? Do you still protect that child? Even though they're going to, they will. there's no two ways about it. They're yeah. going to hurt other people, not by uh, wanting to, but yeah. they're just going to. And unfortunately, this is a thing that they get into in a lot of the X-Men movies. Is, yeah. You know, there's always a kid who uh, doesn't want to hurt anyone, but their powers are that they will hurt somebody and mm. then they end up killing a bunch of people and then we usually end up having to kill them and then the, you make the same movie twice for some reason. Anyway, that's X-Men. <laughs> Listen to our uh, Dark Phoenix uh, ep- episode. But yeah, that's that's I think the, the the problem that we've got here with, you know, the father is like, you know, he tries to he tries to reason with the daughter, but her power is to force people to do things, and she, and at certain points he try she tries to force yeah. him to do things. Yeah. And what do you, what do you do then when your daughter can control you, can control your well, mind? Yeah. What do you do? I mean, you you teach them from an early age that how to behave. Except you didn't know that she had this power. The but power you still is, have the power is new. Yeah, but you still have control over your child's upbringing and how they their manners and their what they do. Right? You don't think so? It's I'm I'm just picturing. I mean, the, you can have a you can have a child who's the best child in the world. Yeah. But if she's got two machine guns glued to her arms. Yeah. And when she gets mad, those machine guns go off. Yeah. Someone's gonna die. And so it doesn't matter the upbringing. Like yeah. like I do. It's better to have good upbringing. But sure. good upbringing, bad upbringing. Yeah. She's going to end up shooting a bunch of people sure. just because she can't help it. Yeah. So what do you do? And that's why she doesn't understand why she has the breathing exercises. Right. You know, he's teaching her this stuff that has no context. That feel well. You sometimes. I mean, that works in two ways. One, it's just a good thing. You know, uh, to to learn that kind of breathing to calm down. Period. That's mm-hmm. just a good thing to learn. But yes, why? Did, what's that? Why to learn? Did to you learn, learn breathing? To techniques? learn relaxing breathing? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's a good thing to learn for did sure. Did you learn that as a kid? No, I wish I had. Mm. Uh, there's a book called um, Guts that's out right now by uh, Raina. I'm going to pronounce her, her last name wrong. Tegelmeyer. Talgomeyer. Talgomeyer. And uh, it's about anxiety. And yeah. one of the things that she is taught. Uh, in, in the book are these breathing exercises okay. that she teaches them to the other kids in her class and they do come in handy later on as mm-hmm. a way of like in in times of incredible stress this is, this yeah. is a way to calm yourself down and regulate sure you know your, yourself when things get out of so, control so you you know why you're doing it so when you have anxiety you have you do your breathing exercises to mm-hmm. control your anxiety and does is, when you is have, he not saying that like no he's just teaching her breathing but he's not saying why she should learn it so you know like she she says i have to control my anger i mm. know, like i have to do breathing exercises yeah no that said. is a good thing but you know why does she have to control her anger because you might have you might hurt people so well, you, you need to control hurt, your anger. You might hurt people anyway. Yeah, even if you don't have any powers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, and also, you don't want to, you know, if you're in the middle of a rage, this is how you can control yourself. I think yeah. that just on its own is a good thing to learn. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I wish I had been taught those, those reasons. Yeah, I think it's a good thing to teach people. But I think you need to teach it 
with an understanding of why you're doing it, not just teach someone to be breathing exercises. I guess I guess where we're where we're coming at here is like I I don't see where the age is because like the world right that they've set up here for these two is a hellish nightmare. There's no there's no way to fully seems fine for everyone else. What's that? It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's a uh, well, I don't know that. but it's a hell it's a hellish nightmare for these two. Um, he's, he, he has to communicate to her that, you know, the world wants her dead. Mm-hmm. The world wants him dead. Okay. When grandpa shows up, the world wants grandpa dead. Yeah. And the world killed her mom. Yeah. As far as he, as, as, as far as he knows. And I don't see what the age is where you would be able to reveal that information. Now I'll, I'll, well, now I'll give you something like I'm adopted. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I was told that I was adopted from from the get go. But you don't. You just tell a, a child enough. You don't yeah. give the full. Yeah, thing. yeah. You just you know, sure. or it's like where babies come from. Okay. Where do babies come from? Uh, they come from uh, mommy. Where do they come from? Mommy's stomach. But you don't say. Now here's how sex works. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to at some point like break down mm. that for them. But like I don't see with something that's so enormous. How at what age you would you would you would be able to do that? Get, well, because this, this, it's so beyond the pale. Okay, let's say let's put it this way. So if the five year old is drowning in a swimming pool, yeah, you let them know that they're drowning in a swimming pool, even if they're three years old or four years old or five years old. Okay, you need to let them know that they're in a swimming pool and they're drowning. Okay, right. So you can't withhold that information that's so vital to them because they're young. You know, like it's a terrible situation. You're drowning in a pool. I know this is gonna, you know, I know this is gonna ruin your innocence. That right. it's possible to drown in a swimming pool, but you are drowning in a swimming pool, and here's why. So we need to do this because you are this, and we need to, you know, you need to be safe. You need to blah blah you blah. You might be this. That's right. Yeah, yeah, or you might be this. Yeah, daddy's this. Yeah. you might be this. She doesn't know what her dad is. Yeah, she hates her dad. She literally hates her dad. She tells Sometimes. him several times, "I hate you." Yeah, but kids will you say know. that to their parents. Sure. Uh, well, my daughter's never said that to me. So okay. I think that's unusual. Okay, but you know, he, but the reason that she hates him is because he's making all these rules that she doesn't know why she has to follow these rules. There's kids playing outside. No one's killing those kids. Mm-hmm. Those kids are just fine. Right. Like she can see them outside playing. Why is she? Why can't she go? She's just a girl. Why can't she go outside and play? Mm-hmm. You know? So I just, and I'm not trying to condemn him. I'm just saying that in both cases, I feel like it's this bad decision making that kind of, you know, in both cases, they're this—they're both kind of approaching it s- slightly wrong. Bruce Bruce Stern's character and and Emil uh, Hirsch's character. I mean, Bruce Stern's character basically, like I say, he's the insider. He he takes her, and then he tries to take her and use her as a bargaining chip with this agent we've seen on television, yes. who we know is interested in her only as a weapon. He tries to take her, uh, disguised as a priest, right? Who's normal, but he. But he creates this weird, you know, creepy scenario as well because, you know, he's like, well, I have to go with her. I want her to go to Mount Wantuck or whatever yeah. it's called. But I have to go with her because I, you know, I... He's played this whole scenario in his head. In his whole head and it, it works. But as soon as she starts asking questions, it all falls apart. Right. And of course, the girl also, because he hasn't told her what the plan is, counters all the things that he's saying with her reality. Right. Which is that she is this fake person who has a fake dad who likes to fish, only he's not good at it, that she da-da-da-da. And so she starts to rattle off her fake thing because she doesn't know that his fake thing, because no one's told her, because right. everyone's treating her like she's a dum-dum. Because, oh, she's just a little kid. 
you don't have to tell little kids anything because we just control them by yelling at them. That's what little kids are. Right. So so I'm just going to bring her to this meeting and it's just going to go fine because she's going to stay silent like I told her to with this person at the table. Have you ever been at a dinner with kids? Do they stay silent at a, when you're with your kids and there's other people there? Let, let me, let me oh, say, no, let me they say don't. one defensive thing to the, about the father with this. And yeah. like, he did have to raise the kid. With no other kids around, he did have to raise the kids yeah, with yeah. no other dads around. Sure, sure. You know, so he's never been able to get advice mm-hmm. on on anything. He should have listened to a podcast. Right. It was interesting too, by the way, that scene where uh, he is having the conversation with Grace Park from uh, Bowser Galactica and ho- the new Hawaii Five O. Um, <laughs> we have eaten at that restaurant. Ah. Um, that's Helen's Grill. Uh, but one one thing that kind of bothered me about Grace Park's character, yeah. And it just it just was a strange thing because she was on television and she's being interviewed about the freaks and she does not call them freaks. She calls them abnormals. Yeah. And uh, she says, you know, that uh, we, sh- we should like take one of the young ones and raise it as a weapon. Yeah. And normally when people do that and say something on television, then when you find out their real motivation, it's like, oh, it's much darker mm. or there's a twist. Yeah. Or here's the other angle. Yeah. And. And then later on, she reveals, yeah, we want to turn her into a weapon. It's like, yeah, we know. You said that earlier. <laughs> it's just weird that someone would say the exact, like the villain would go, yeah, my yeah. plan is to turn everyone into stone. And then later, and so we will turn you into stone. We know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not a You've established thing. this. Yeah, I've established this uh, thing. All right. Although right. I, don't, I don't mind that because once again, I like the fact that this movie carefully create, it carefully explains everything that's going to, is ha- happening within, within itself. You know what I mean? Like, there's never a time in the movie where something's revealed and you're like, oh, I didn't, what? What, they, what do they mean? When did that happen? No, they've already yeah. fed that to you earlier in the movie. If you weren't paying attention to the television set, you might have missed it. Or if you weren't listening to someone yeah. talking, you might have missed it. But everything is is set up. So I kind of like that aspect of it. That so so at the at the end of that priest scene, she, she's definitely not buying this. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, Bruce Dern takes chloe into another room to go like look gotta go with the plan look, yeah, don't yeah. keep that i didn't explain to you don't you know the plan That's that i right. haven't told you where about? we have now the reveal of ryan beale who's and hiding in there yes he's hiding in there and it says like listen man i don't want any part of this i don't care what you are yeah just like leave me out of this yeah and he ends up getting ryan beale killed yeah you know in almost the exact same way yeah that someone else is killed later on in the movie mm-hmm. to the point where the police should really look into this <laughs> That's a that's a possible yeah. as a problem. So I guess yeah. the idea is if you're bleeding from the eye, you could use your powers immediately yeah. and kill them. Yeah. So anyone that's bleeding from the eye, they have to shoot immediately. That's right. So um, you know, we get the at that point to me, Bruce Dern is in no way a good guy. Like Bruce Bruce Dern is willing to sacrifice an innocent mm-hmm. person. Yeah. You know, for for his own life. Not even for his own life. I think like for his plan like because i feel it's it's weird because i don't think i think his plan is over by that point it's just it's just mere mere survival at that it's just strange to me at that point like like oh you know uh we got to kill this guy so we can get out of here yeah and it's like or you can turn invisible feels like you could probably get out of there like that's not the hard like escaping seems to be the thing you could do yeah so i don't know why you have to like you know kill this innocent guy in such a gruesome way Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's like you know, okay, you're you're. We've now established that you'll do anything. Exactly. You know. Yeah. And, and that's where it's we're you're at. a desperate character. You're a desperate character, and not entirely, go. not entirely a, a, a positive role model. Right. So, um, Chloe, I mean, now we know why Emil Hirsch's character, Chloe's dad, why he does not like Bruce Stern's character. Yes. Because we can see this guy has, you know, they already have issues, and we can see why there's issues there. This, he's obviously an intense. 
Well, he wants amoral. to use his daughter yeah. and risk his daughter's life. You his know. granddaughter, you mean? His, well, he wants to risk, Emil, uh, the, the father, uh, the grandfather wants to risk the daughter's life. I'm saying yes, from the yeah. father's perspective. That's right, exactly. To, like, That's right. Put his, uh, He's just a bargaining chip. Basically, yeah. he wants to take his daughter into the most dangerous place that there is and probably like get her killed in mm-hmm. order to yeah, yeah. You know, uh, save, uh, save his own. His daughter. attempt to save yeah. his, his daughter. So, so we are getting more of the mom in the closet. And we're seeing where that's building and building. Yeah. And uh, the mother realizes this is her daughter. Yes. And they're uh, and they're bonding and 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 what have you. And uh, but then it looks like mom's things have been taken up a notch. Yeah. Because uh, mom, it looks like mom's going to be executed. Mm-hmm. So now we've uh, we've upped the stakes. Did they there. establish why she was? Well, I guess it's only been a couple of months. So that's part of the thing, of course. This, yeah. For for Chloe and for us as the audience, it's seven years of of, of events. But to the mom, it's only been a couple of months. That's right. Yeah. She's been so. captured and she's in a place where she cannot use her powers, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is why she's not using them to escape. Yeah. 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 We find out later on why that is. Yes. And uh, so we, yeah, we start, so now that, so we start to, um, things start to roll now because Bruce Dern has revealed the daughter yeah. to to the ADF, the abnormal defense force, whatever. And so... He decides that he's going to kick his escape plan into, into motion. So he's yep. going to he's going to dump his daughter at the neighbor's place, and he's going to pay the, which was the always the plan. It's always the plan because their last name is Reed, and so he's been feeding her this idea that her name is Eleanor Reed, that she's going to be the sister of this of this girl who she has been kind of creepily manipulating for a little while. So it's not a great situation that way already, and. Once again, parent- she goes to she actually goes to a slumber party of hers. Yeah, uh, at one point, and like she's shocked to see her at the slumber party. All the other girls can see her as well. Yeah, and uh, and then they all start calling her freak, freak, freak. Yeah, it's a very uh, carry moment. Mm. Yeah, mm. and so the par- when the parents have not explained to their daughter that this plan of of having this girl become her sister, so she is not into it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's horrified. This ghost girl that keeps coming, yeah, in yeah. forcing her to do things, yeah, which she is, then t- is going to be there. Which she tells her parents. And they start having second thoughts. The dad is all for it. He just wants the money. He is not concerned at all about any kind of ramifications. Meanwhile, Chloe is ethical. eating from a big bowl of mashed potatoes. That's right. Yeah, because she doesn't know yeah. how to eat properly. That's right. She's never learned. She's never been socialized to, to, and that's part of the problem of as well, of course. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I was just thinking to myself about socialization. And uh, maybe this movie is a rant against homeschooling. <laughs> no, uh, I was just thinking about socialization because, of course, the problem for these freak characters is that if they are, even if you want to keep them, allow them to live, you know, if you're not going to allow them to socialize, if you're not going to allow them to to learn how to interact with other people and other children in healthy ways, you know, whether it's at school or in, pl- in play or whatever, you really, you're really kind of trapping yourself in a situation where they really are going to be freaks and abnormals because they're just going to be these kind of sociopaths who aren't, aren't able to interact with people right. normally and are just willful, uh, super powerful beings who just will take advantage of people because people aren't people to them. They're just objects. Well, if you want to go, you know, if you want to go a comparison with real life, it's the idea that Kids can't go outside to play. Mm-hmm. Why can't they go outside to play? Because they could be picked up by a guy in a van. Oh dear! And, and killed. Snow cone. So what we're gonna so what we're gonna do? Yeah. is uh, we're gonna keep them inside. We're gonna latch key kid them up, mm. and uh, and we'll keep them safe. But in keeping them safe, you mess them up. 
and uh, and bad things and bad things can happen. Yeah. So yeah, that's where that's what that's what we're laying down. He's concerned with <laughs> yeah. his daughter's survival. Yeah. So everything else is bullshit. Everything mm-hmm. else is like, oh, she's gonna grow, be messed up. Yeah, and alive. Yeah, yeah. Fine by me. Sure. That's fine. As long as she's alive, mm-hmm. I'm fine with all the other. She can yell at me. She yeah. can do whatever. I'll lock her in the closet. I'll do all these horrible things, but yeah. she will be alive. And that's yeah. all the, they yeah. care about. And that's kind of the thing, again, with, you know, modern children is like, you know, we, we they could go outside and play and be healthier, but, you know, we got to keep them alive and safe. So keep them inside. Yeah. Play the video games. So everyone knows you can't keep people alive that way because you can't stop what happens in the world <laughs> it's just what, what what's going to happen is inevitable i mean it's just part of being a parent too i mean you know obviously you just learn to swallow your fear and not think about the danger your children are in driving in their cars working their jobs going to lakes going camping you yeah. know whatever like there's lots of things that your kids are going to do that you can't stop at some point in your life you can't stop your kids from you know like i wasn't a parent who locked her, his children away so I, but I'm still, you know, it still freaks me out to think of my kids outside, outside in the world without me. Yeah. But you just have to learn to swallow that, that fear, you know. And now I do like at the end of the movie, when the little girl says to her mom, I'm really jumping ahead here in the story, but says to her, I'm okay, it's okay, we can just stay in, in the open. I know how to stop. I know how to protect us, you know. And that's like, that's okay. We'll be okay. Like, I just like that, that, that's how the movie ends. Okay, you know? right. But um, to go back to, so so he has offered this family, of like, I think $150,000. An enormous amount of money. A, a year that bills, he will like pay to will them. They'll just keep coming. They'll yeah. just keep coming because he can just keep, walk into banks and take the money out of them, I guess. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of how he's getting all this money. So this is all working well until the daughter of the family starts talking about this kind of creepy uh, yeah. role-playing that's been going on between her and Chloe. And then the parents realize that this daughter, who they thought was just going to be a normal girl, they're getting a freak. So they start freaking out. And no pun intended. No pun intended. So everything starts falling apart. They have they have to take uh, off. And then the the Chloe possesses the mom briefly. That's right. That's right. And then the mom realizes she's been in her head. And Mm -hmm. from what we've seen from both Bruce Dern and the mom, when you find out someone's in your head, it's very very disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. And so. She's she's like, like losing yeah. it as well. She's like, I'm out. Yeah, she's she's out. So it's the, only the dad who's like, but listen, my boat, my dream uh-huh. boat that I could be getting from this money. Like, just think of that. Uh, so then, so then, um, they have to go. They go back to the house where Chloe and I. Well, just skip over some of the stuff that happens there. But um, we get the police arrive. So this this family that were previously going to be a shelter for for Chloe are now are now you know snitching on them. Yeah. Oh, by the way, what's it like for the family, uh, that family? Yeah. Uh, just dealing with like the dad, like because maybe the, obviously they've talked to this dad. Yeah. They they're but when when she sees when the mom sees the girl off the top with the ice when she's uh, her daughter's giving her the ice cream. Yeah. She she doesn't seem to recognize her, which makes sense. Because time is moving so fast in that house yeah, yeah. that if she had seen her, she'd probably have seen her as a baby mm-hmm. or like a very little girl. Yeah, yeah. And and in fact, if they were making a deal of like, you're going to look after this kid, the kid was much smaller probably when they made the deal, mm-hmm. if in fact they saw the kid at if all. If they saw the kid at all. Because she says, I didn't know there was a, uh, I think the mom says something like, I didn't know you lived here or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
because she's uh, aging so quickly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, you're right. Uh, so so they, they snitch. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, and are, are telling um, telling like one of the uh, government folks that you know they're they're across the way, and uh, that's when Chloe is it Chloe that uh, possesses possesses the possesses the policeman. That's right. Who I guess he uh, does he stab her? He in stabs the, her in the eye. Stabs her in the eye. So, so you get that, the stabbing uh, in the eye motif again. <laughs> that's right. Because when you get stabbed in the eye, you get shot to death. Yeah. Yeah. And so the mom. Well, gets she shot. learned from from the grandfather what you do. That's right. Which is. When you're in danger, you stab someone in the eye. Yeah. And then that will get rid of the problem, apparently. And then she gets shot to death, and then the uh, the father and the daughter in that house get uh, dragged away by the government agents, and they're, they're, taken, they're taken away. Yeah. Yeah. But now, they, now they've drawn attention to this house. Right. But also, let's just go with this. Like, to that family, mm-hmm. the little girl basically had a creepy ghost showing up. Yes. Forcing her to do things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and now her mom's dead. Yes. And she's been taken away and will probably be killed because, uh, her mom is a freak. They think her mom's a freak. So yeah. She's the daughter of a freak. Yeah. So she's probably going to be killed as well. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It is horrible. I don't think that's what the dad intended to have happen. Like to him, this was like an arrangement that they were... It's going to be very simple. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you some money, a lot of money, and you're going to keep my daughter safe while I go on the run. Right. And But they did, but he, there was always the idea that she could have been abnormal, and so they could have been in danger. Look, I don't think there's a million miles of difference between yeah. Bruce Dern and that guy. The dad. Emil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's a, a million miles of difference between Mr. Snowcone and that guy. Yeah. Both are protecting their daughters, and if anyone else gets in the way... Mm-hmm. Uh, to hell with them. Yeah, they're they'll they'll they can die. Sure. That's fine because yeah. my whole thing, or I'm, they can be in danger. The whole thing is I've got to protect my daughter. And, yeah, and he does, and the family across the way, probably all of them are going to be killed. Sure, because of, because of uh, being involved in this. Yeah, and that's a pretty common a pretty common worldview of most persecuted people is that us versus them mentality. Yeah. That nope. you let's go with the idea too by the way that we yeah. all we're all like oh i can't believe that that mom's ratting them out yeah okay yes but to the mom yeah she just found out her daughter ha- is basically being molested by this little girl yeah um and it's not quite that terrible but yeah well how isn't it that terrible well it's she's not being molested by her like it's yeah, not she it's is. not a sexual thing it's an emotional. She's being forced physically yeah. to cuddle with this. Yeah, with as, this as girl. a mother. Tell as her, her mother. Tell her. Tell her that she loves her. Yeah, as a mother. Like she wants a mother, right? That's her. Right. She's so. being forced to tell another person that she that she. In fact, she's being forced to love this other person. Yeah. Like it's not mm-hmm. even just tell. It's just like she's being forced to cuddle and love and hold and be touched by this yeah, yeah. person. Yeah. So like I get I get that you know you don't want to say it's like a sexual thing. Yeah, it's not but, sexual. Okay, that's fine. But it's emotional, yeah. It's it it, it, it I think it does fall into uh fall into that category. I do I I, I think that's fair. Okay. Uh mm-hmm. and this, and she's been visiting her repeatedly and doing these things. So yeah. so she knows first of all her daughter is in danger from this person across the street. Yeah. She also was possessed herself and could be again. And any one of her family could be possessed and taken over at any point. So yeah. is the mom wrong to be reporting them across the street you know these people that have been this girl that has been hurting her daughter harming her daughter yeah and and try to take over her brain yeah i think i don't i I think there's an argument to be made she that was actually kind of the right thing for her to do well she ended up dead so probably (laughs) 
probably right. a bad idea. In well, she, hindsight, she did, she ended I know up, hindsight she ended is twenty twenty. So she was right. They were. They, 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 she was as dangerous as she I know. Thought. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but she probably if they at had some kept, point she would have got stabbed in the eye anyway. By had the kept girl. it low. Had <laughs> kept it on the down yeah. low. The pet dad probably would have taken when off. When you find out that your neighbor is fire starter, yeah, should you mention anything to anyone, or do you just let little Drew Barrymore around and then everyone ends up burning? Well, you know, I I like Firestarter. Okay, I like that girl. Like, not a million miles different uh, from from this scenario. Yeah, too. No. little girl with the. I actually, yeah. in, fa- in fact, I did think this girl was a lot like Drew Barrymore. Reminded me quite mm-hmm. a bit of yeah, Drew Barrymore. In it's fact, in, in types of acting. Yeah, I'm more sympathetic to these characters than you are. I think, but uh, interesting. But uh, not sympathetic to the people across the street. No, I'm sympathetic to them as well. Okay, I understand. I I don't. I honestly, I don't think she was wrong to. To phone, I can understand. Like, I can understand what's going on, you know. Like, Jews are very dangerous people. you got to report them. All right. You know, that, that element of it, right? That whole part of this thing where you've created this... this uh, that's the problem with the mutant thing. That is, is exactly a, the problem with the X-Men. Is yeah. when, they, when they connect it with prejudice and go like, oh, it's like what uh, people from another uh, race or... or another uh, sexual uh, orientation. Yeah. Go through. No, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. people people who are trans... <laughs> Uh, do not uh, uh, light you on cause, fire. Yeah, aren't, aren't apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. and then turn a city to dust. Yes, you know yeah. that is. It is fine to yeah. be prejudiced against the person I who know. will have a flaming bird come out of them at some point and <laughs> uh, and 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 kill you. Yeah. Yes, that's that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Fair doings. I mean, okay. Let me just say one positive thing for for the for the X Men characters is that they live in a world where I assume they live in a world where there's other superheroes and supervillains. What the in the movie version or I, the in comics? the comic version? In the comic version, there are other superheroes. Yes. So, so they live in a world where it's pretty much established that there's all kinds of beings, whether they're born that way or just become that way or turn themselves that way, or just out there causing lots of garb, lots of which doesn't really make the X Men work as a story. It's a problem. But go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So anyway. Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, the, the, that actually ha- obviously is going to have to go on the run. Like they need yep. to move, get out of there quickly as they can. It's time time to get out of here. Our cover's blowing. Let's get out of here. And probably if the mom hadn't reported them, that would have happened anyway. They would have just Absolutely, taken off. Yeah. And her daughter would have been safe from from Chloe's. You don't know how many more visits Chloe would have made to her, but yeah. Yeah, but and you don't know how it would have gone like over time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chloe's going to be a teenage girl by tomorrow, probably. <laughs> And he wouldn't recognize her. With her powers even yeah. stronger. Yeah. You know, and more lonely and, you know, wanting more things. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, once again, the problem with the dad's plan. So then, uh, so they're getting, they're packing up. They're getting ready to go. Yeah. But now the police are interested. What the heck's going on in this neighborhood? Like, so they show up. The ADF show up. Right. Uh, the abnormal defense. Right. And Grace Park shows up. Yeah. And Grace Park shows up. Now, she's one of those movie characters that know everything. Super smart. She knows that these people across the street weren't weren't freaks. That there was some sort of something that's happened. There's freaks in the neighborhood well, that have caused with, this problem. Let's go with this. Uh, earlier, like, what was it? The day before, if yeah. not one day earlier, yeah. she got the old switcheroo and ended up shooting Ryan yeah. by mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because someone did the old fakey stabby in the eye bit. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's the old fakey stabby in the eye bit. <laughs> Do you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. Exactly what happened before. Okay, so here's what's what. Yeah, like she's she's. You don't have to be a genius, but two and two together there. Sure, yeah. sure. So they show up. They centered on this derelict house. 
that is strangely sitting in this neighborhood of very nice houses. This is this one crummy old house that's there. Um, so then, and by the way, this movie takes place in Seattle. That's just something I decided to point yeah, out. Yeah, though it's uh, shot in Vancouver. Shot in Vancouver. Let me just say, just, just like I Zombie that Ryan Beale was also in. Was he in iZombie? Oh, yes, he yeah, is, he's a regular, he's a regular in iZombie. He's yeah. also in Big Eyes. Um, he, but iZombie takes place in Seattle, but it's shot in Vancouver. This movie, yes. Freaks, yes. is based in Seattle, but it's shot in Vancouver, and Ryan Beale was in both of them. That's Very, my, That's a parallel I was Thanks trying. for coming to our uh, Ryan Beale cast. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, on a Ryan Beale note, I think the biggest mistake that yeah. a person makes in this movie, yeah. the clearly the only real huge error that is unjustifiable. Hiding in a kitchen that doesn't have an exit door? Yeah, first of all, they really should. There's, there's fire Yeah, that's, a, that's what there. I thought was wrong. That restaurant is terrible uh, Yeah, there's planning. a lot of fire. We really shouldn't eat there anymore. Um, <laughs> but when Bruce Dern yeah. asks him for uh, the pen, yes. he should not have given him the pen. No. Because Ryan, I think, could have fought Bruce Dern. Because mm. Bruce Dern is an older, sure. withered man. And uh, and and you know, a politeness. little girl there who he does, who doesn't have really any powers that he knows of. Um, just gosh darn it, you're in a kitchen, stab him. Yeah, you know, take. But it's just that thing where we just can't help ourselves as people. Like, yeah, it's, it was it's like that too, scene was, in. Um, that was the biggest flaw was giving giving him the pen. It's not a flaw. It's just our human nature. It's like that scene in that the girl, the girl with the dragon tattoo, when when uh, the the murderer character invites Daniel Craig in, and Daniel Craig's like, I know you're the murderer, but. You just invited me in, so now I have to go in. And he goes into the, <laughs> the house, even though he knows it's possible danger. That so, yeah, true. it's human nature. You just can't help. Like, people, can I have your pen? Okay, maybe if I give this guy a pen, he'll stop being threatening to me. Here's the pen. You don't imagine yourself, if I give him a pen, he's going to stab me in the eye with it. You're thinking, well, he wants to write something down? Hope? Because maybe if I give it to him, then this situation will yeah. be better. And I stab me in the eye. You know, okay, so so our, what we've learned from this movie is never lend a pen. Not to someone who seems threatening. Bruce McCullough taught us that in Kids in the Hall, and we have now learned the lesson here. <laughs> Again. Uh, okay, so they're on the run. Not quite. Oh, they're packing. They're packing. They're, they Grace, need to get here. Grace, uh, Grace Park shows up. But, and... what we, but also what we learn is that upstairs, they discover that Chloe has, not, has basically transported her mum into the house, which is one thing that we should have mentioned, that she doesn't just astral project. She basically takes... A person and brings her to the house. No, I don't see yeah, that. Yeah, no. because the dad and the dad see. Yeah, no, I see that they saw. Their daughter. No, I saw that they saw it. Yeah. But I don't think that she astral. I, I think. But I her think, astral projection is not just her body, like yeah. projecting somewhere else. Like if you astrally projected somewhere else, all I would see is you sitting here sleeping or you in a trance or whatever. Uh-huh. But, but in her case, they can see where she has projected herself. Right? Yeah, they can see where she's projected. But she, ha- they ha- she has not brought the mom to the closet she has not no she hasn't like the dad is able to yeah, to embrace right. the mom yes i know uh, what's happened what's happened i feel yeah is that um she's expanded her telepathy or what have yeah. you so now all of them have astral projected okay. to the space where the mom is okay so yes they can they can touch each other they can make contact yeah, yeah i don't mean that she's literally there because obviously she's still in prison yeah but you you know you can see like the room in the that's house. right. Yeah, her powers are getting stronger. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and so, so they real like Chloe realizes that she can control the guard who is attempt. She first, yeah. There's a there's a guy who's going to kill her, like a doctor. Yeah, he's got a needle. Very Nazi ish. Yeah, and yeah. It's going to kill her, and uh, yeah. she gets him to kill himself. But in the neck, not in the eye, which I thought was a real miss for this <laughs> film. They could have done the rule of threes and have him put the needle into his eye 
Instead, he puts it into his neck. It's smarter because it would be. Dumb. It's a further. It's further up. It's more time for the other guard to have gone. What are you doing? Stop it! Yeah, you yeah. No, nope, you want it up to the neck. Boom. Maybe. And uh, blah, blah, blah. so, uh, so yeah, the 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 doctor or whatever he is, the executioner, whatever that guy yeah. is, medical, just thingy, the Nazi, the guy, He's the Nazi. He killed. He killed himself. But then Chloe takes over the guard. Yep. And starts to free. Which is, which, which is good because he she talks through him and yeah he calls her mommy yeah calls her mommy and the mom embraces the guard as if the guard is her actual daughter yeah it's clever it's that's great and so so the mom is escaping from prison meanwhile dad meanwhile so they need to like kind of put off these guys who want to come into the house and and invade the house so there's the adf out there with grace park's character and you know they they're suspicious so grace park comes to the door mm-hmm and of course the dad freezes time so that he can like prepare and then chloe gets mad at him because she can't save her mom if she's frozen in time like so there's a disconnect there right. so so then he's you know he stopped time so then he answers the door suddenly all cleaned up that's right looking like a respectable fairly respectable guy who's sweating profusely but um in in a clearly very damaged messed up house yeah, yeah. pretending to be like a guy who owns this property yeah. and is going through Going through what's clearly a rehearsed bit of business that he's doing. Sure, sure. But Grace Park is pulling an inglorious bastards scene one where she's coming in and being charming and yeah. sitting down and everything's fine and then, you know, spills the beans of like, I'm not buying any of this. Yeah. And let's just let's just talk. Here's let's put our cards on the table. Here's the thing. We're gonna take your daughter, we're gonna raise her as a weapon. Yeah. Clearly you know You're gonna die. You're gonna be killed. Which but- but you, she'll live. That, but she'll live, which is a good scenario to run by him. Like, he will probably sacrifice himself for his daughter, clearly. Yes. Like yes. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, pl- playing that all. Which he does. Which he does. And because he needs to, he needs to, uh, well, he sacrifices himself for his wife and for his daughter. So, because he needs to keep stalling in order for Chloe to be able to help her mom right. get out of prison. And so... Which is good. Like, I feel, I know, I understand what you're saying. Like, when they reveal stuff, you're kind of like, oh, is this what's going on? You're like, oh, it's an X-Men movie. Okay. But at the same time, the movie has cleverly given you, like, emotional attachments to not just the dad and the daughter, but to the mom as well. Because you, you see her character suffering. And the, you see their, emo, their emotional attachment to each other. So you kind of become attached to them, mm-hmm. you know. And Bruce Dern is there as well. He's showing up. And so uh, he attempts to... He attempts to um, kill Grace Park's character right. by by removing the gun from her holster and putting yep. it to the back of her head, but he can't pull the trigger. Now I don't know why, because he stabbed the guy in the eye. Why well, he can't pull the trigger? Or maybe she's too fast for him, and she because oh. she grabs the gun away from him. Yeah, and then she shoots the dad. Well, because she hurt him, and yeah. you know, uh, she was saying to uh, the dad that like, she, oh, first of all, Bruce Dern put some hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. on 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 his eyes like uh, earlier. And she's going. I could smell that. Yeah. So yeah. she could probably smell pops behind her as sure, well. Sure. Like she knows. She knows what's going on. Yeah. But she's able to. He. He can't. He's has the gun to the back of her head. It's just a trigger pull, and she's gone. Yeah. But he can't do it. Although he could kill Brian Beal earlier. He didn't actually I, kill. No, he didn't. He didn't kill Brian. Brian Beal. Well, he stabbed him in the eye. That's correct. Someone okay. else shot him though. Okay. He. He just. He just stabbed him, mm. and then uh, someone else executed him. There might be a little difference there. I we, guess we haven't seen him just cold up. Yeah. The only people we see like murder somebody straight out is like the, the little girl. Really, she. They get her to do it. You know, yeah. she kills. She kills people. 
but, but uh, we haven't. But seen once Brewster again, in self defense, it doesn't just do, do yeah. for the heck of it. No, I hear it's you. Not for not for giggles. No, I got you. Uh, so then it was just reminding me. Sorry, I was trying to think like what was it reminding me of, and I just seen Midnight Special. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Recently, and That's again, a, it's a another good movie. Kid with superpowers. Yeah, all the government is is coming at. That's what it just felt like. And we're here again. We're here in X Men land where like. And there's a kid with superpowers, and now here's all the police officers outside. Yeah. And, well, it's the end of those police officers, because they're a bunch of dumb police officers that don't realize there's a superpower person in here. Here we go. And I do think they did what they did well. Yeah. But it did feel like we're in this part of the movie that I've seen before, and I hadn't seen the earlier part of the movie in any other movie sure. before to me. So, yeah. Yeah. But, well, I don't... I mean, it's, it has elements of Midnight Special, but not... not no, they're not. I don't say they're they're mirrors of each other. No, no. It's the but it's the super powered kid, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by uh, the government agencies slash yeah. cops slash whoever, and like how are they going to get out of this one? Yeah, that's that that scenario I've seen in other other movies. Mm-hmm. Is does he have superpowers or is it like in Midnight Special or is it like the power? In Midnight Special, well, I don't want to get too spoilery for Midnight Special because no one, no one. Yeah, uh, he's got that. he's got some abilities. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He does have some abilities. Yeah, but like perception more than. And he's got something that happens with his eyes. Yes, mm. that uh, people really enjoy. Okay, I, I it's been a while since that's I, addictive to people. Okay, okay, yeah. oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, because I know there's that cult element to it as well because yep. he's being chased by a cult and. By the police, but more by the police because the cult has notified them that the do- that the yeah, child has been... Yeah, we don't want to get too much into spoilers for other movies that we're yeah, not yeah. the thing. Yes. That's fine. I'm not going to go much further than that. But All okay. we're saying is see Midnight Special. It's very good. Yep. But see Freaks as well. It's also very good. So then uh, Chloe um, is helping her mom. Grace Park's character shows up and she pulls a gun on Chloe. Yeah. Which is a mistake. Sure is. Should have talked to her. Yeah. Been a bit more reasonable. <laughs> so... Chloe uh, gets into her mind and makes Grace Park shoot herself. Yeah. And that's the end of her character. Yep. So good riddance to that weaponizer, child weaponizer. Okay. Maybe great. <laughs> okay. Well, this is, a, this. you know, if you want to, you know, we're looking at her as a villain, but, you know, uh, there has been a city that's been destroyed. Mm, an sure. entire city. Yep. Millions dead. Sure. And she and wants to ch- make a child become, keep on doing that stuff. So. Because... Maybe there's other beings like that out there. And, you know, if someone can drop a nuclear bomb on you, maybe you want to have a nuclear bomb to stop that other nuclear bomb. She didn't even talk about it really in terms of, like, defense from, from other freaks. More of the, it's just a political tool. Well, she didn't even uh, – she, she said they wanted one. Yes, yeah. that's true. We don't know her motivation. Sure. All we know is we live in a world where a city has been destroyed yeah. in, a, in a riot. In a abnormal rea- related riot. Or yeah. at least that's what – the they're presenting on the news who knows if that's actually what happened or not mm. something happened a city has been destroyed yeah so that's, that's so it may, all have, may have not been the abnormals at all then it could have yeah you're just taking what the propaganda yeah. is at yeah. face value that's true that's true because yeah in the movie it says that because they because of this mount wantic move that's when the that's when the riot started mm-hmm. and then we learned that mount wantic isn't is not a a place of an ideal place it's basically just a killing yeah, factory. So they're sending them to a death camp, and and for some reason, I don't know why, the abnormals objected to this. It's right, crazy. But anyway, so she's dead. The dad arrives. He's not looking so good because he's been shot in the stomach by Grace Park. Yep. So he's dying. It's the movie industry injury because oh, actually it, it can make you last for as long as you need to to wrap up all your business. I shouldn't say. I also point out that Grace Park tries to kill Chloe. 
and Bruce Stern in invisible form, invisible form gets in front of the bullet. That's so correct. He is killed in a good and a good scene where you see like uh, the blood first yeah. and then yeah, you know, yeah. stuff. So good for him. Yeah, he kind of yeah. I guess it's a redemp- moment of redemption. And you know what? I'm saying good for him, but his whole thing was getting his daughter out, and Chloe is the only one who can get his daughter out. So if if that's mm. all he cares about, this, I guess this is not off uh, brand for him. <laughs> Still, it, it had the effect of saving uh, Chloe. So yes. we'll, give, we'll give him that. So then, so uh, yes, so she kills Grace Park, and as a result of all this. And then the dad arrives. He is dying, but he's has enough energy left to to help a little bit. Right. You always will in a movie if you're shot in the stomach. Yeah. You'll be able to say the last thing you need to I, say. Uh, oh my god! I can't even imagine that because I I was cut in the stomach, like my stomach was cut open, and it's very painful. I gotta tell for you for surgery. Yes, for surgery. I wasn't just a random thing on the road. Uh, I, yeah. And um, that's very painful. And it was painful like after I was supposedly like put back together right. again. It was still really painful. So I can't imagine what it's like to get shot in the stomach. That's just crazy. So yes, so he's, but he's working his thing. He's doing his magic. He's stopping time outside. He goes outside. He kills some agents out there. Yeah. Um, shoots them. And so, you know. Yeah, he's using his time. Yeah, he's using his time powers. So yeah, he shoots people when when they're in the bubble and then yeah. stops the bubble and hits them all. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, kind of interesting. Good skill. It's a, yeah. I can see it being having some use in a pinch. Sure. You know. Like, say, if you got to a store and they said, well, we're closing in five minutes, and you're like, oh, I got a lot to do. Just freeze time. Mm-hmm. Collect all your stuff together. Unfreeze it. Then you're at the cash register with your with your purchases ready to go. Sure. Yeah, that's a that's way to go about it. super handy. Yeah. So anyway, um, so he is dying. But Chloe is able to help her mom get to freedom. And unfortunately, in a prison sequence that made it look like we we're watching a, a TV movie. <laughs> Yeah, there was a nice scene where um, the when she's possessing the big guy, yeah. and uh, his uh, his friend is asking him about uh, ba- the baseball. Yeah, game. yeah, that's it's right. like baseball is my favorite sport. Yeah, which is what she was rehearsed to say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there. yeah, because there was a scene where someone asked her about baseball and she didn't know what to say, mm-hmm. and so he got all mad at her. He says you got to improvise. She hasn't really taught her yet, so maybe she shouldn't be getting mad at her because she's going to improvise. Okay. You know, more good fatherly advice. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, so that's how I started to improvise. You got to improvise. Well, so then, so then uh, the mum turns out has the power of flight, speed, yes, that's super right. speed, yeah. flight or something like that. Yeah, flight. At least she's like a human rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she takes off with a with a roar and which just, destroys just, the mountain base. Yeah, yeah, that was good. So it's not just fly away, whoosh. Yeah, it's fly away, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then. Uh, Which also explains why uh, they had her like in a mountain. Mm-hmm. Like she couldn't take off in the mountain. She was powerless That's to right. escape that way. Didn't yeah. know how deep she was in the mountain or where she was. Yeah. But yeah, once she was outside, she was fine. And so also at this point, the um, ADF has called down a, a missile strike on the, the house. The Hellfire missile strike. The Hellfire missiles. Hellfire missiles. Yeah. I hear that a lot. And so the dad is trying to slow it down. Yeah. That's kind of cool because you can see it. It's very Twilight Zone. Coming into his bubble. Yeah. And then slowly going into the house, and then you see it slowly exploding, and the fire slowly engulfing. Yeah, it's the almost dad running like away. every action movie where you run from the explosion, but yeah. in this case, it actually makes some sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And it's because we very slowly, but because he's weakened, he can't freeze time now, but he can slow time. Right. And so then Chloe saves her mom. So then he gets her out of the house because the house is blowing up. Blowing up. 
and they end up in the backyard and he's under some of the debris and she's okay. He's kept her safe, but he dies there. And which is of course sad. Hopefully he learned something. <laughs> Hopefully he learned something. I think you need to write a book like how to talk to your children about the apocalypse. How to talk to your children when there's a zombie attack. Well, this is how, how to talk, talk to your children. How to talk to your superpowered child well, when the world is hunting them for sports. Yeah. Well, as a, uh, how to talk to your sure. ghost. Maybe I could say as a father whose child, children never said I hate you. Like maybe have some life lessons to keep you away from these, these traps. Did you ever scream I hate you at your parents? I did get in fights with my mom and dad, yeah. Yeah. I got slapped by my mom one time for mm. telling her to fuck off. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Well. No, I'm sorry about that. That is bad. Sorry. It was bad of me to call to, to tell her to fuck off, and it was also bad of her to... Yeah. We were both being bad to each other. Mm, different levels, but okay, yes. <laughs> I was two feet taller than my mom, so I, you know, that's... Okay. You know, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't... Like, I was probably way more intimidating in that situation than she was, but of course, it's your mom, so of course, sure. you're intimidated... Because you've been taught to fear your parents. <laughs> Just the same way you teach horses, right? Yeah, you had the superpower of being two feet taller. But right, really, if horses, kind of, horses are kind of like superhero <laughs> children in a way, actually, when I think about it. Like a horse could, like, if it wanted to, just drag you everywhere. Sure. It could just kick you, drag you all, all over the place. But you teach them from a young age to, that you are, you work together, you know, and that, that you cannot be easily controlled by a horse, you know, so... You teach this horse, so when the horse is bigger, way bigger, it still feels yeah. like, oh, this person obviously is in control. Of, and of, many dogs can tear your throat out. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to, like, make sure you don't let that happen. Make sure you train them not to be. That's a good point. Okay, so it's, like, a lot like a horse. Okay, gotcha. So um, <laughs> anyway. dad dad passes away. Yeah. And mom returns, uh, flies yeah, down. flies down. And then she, of course, is thinking, we have to hide. We need to, and the daughter says, no, we don't need to hide. We can just live in the open. I know how to defend us, and the movie ends. Well, okay, it, we get the we get the Matrixy ending where it's uh, the flying up into the sky. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But then we get a close up of the little girl's face mm. and a hint that uh, she's maybe a bit messed up. Maybe really? Is yeah. that how you felt? Yeah, she was very. She had a, she had a look on her face of uh, you know. Yeah, she, like as in like she could be evil. Like this could be, but that's a little too basic to say evil. Mm. But like. She's there's something going on here. Like okay. she's very determined. She's been through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's come through this, and like you know, I didn't, pick, taking, up, I didn't pick up that. At you, all. you took it. You took this as a happy ending That's that weird. they wouldn't have to. Yeah. Okay. And I'm the opposite. I think like we took it as like these are two super powered beings. Yeah. This is a girl that doesn't mind possessing people, and in this night has killed uh, people. Yeah. Um, because out of protection for herself. Yeah. But when she's going, we can live out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you live out. Oh no, the, no, I know that's that's what she means. Like, she I means can, that she can yeah, defend that defend people are going yeah. to be killed. She will kill people that try to harm her. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and who knows if she'll keep doing what she did of like you know, uh, just taking what she wants and doing what she wants. And when she wants what she wants, will she, could she boss her mom around? Will she will she get her mom to do whatever she wants? Mm. You know, what has she learned from this whole yeah. scenario? I know they didn't start young enough for that horse. <laughs> 
That's a problem. This is okay. This is one of those episodes where I would like to hear from the other people. First of all, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, and I've yeah. just ruined it for you. Um, <laughs> but I hope you have seen it. And if you have seen it, what do you think? Like, yeah. Do you think? Are you a negative person like Ian? Or are you a positive person like me? Mm, yes, that's exactly how Are you an eternal optimist? Are you like in the Dave? Brotherhood of Good Mutants or Evil Mutants? <laughs> right. Are you a Magneto or Are you a member of the Hellfire, Hellfire Missile Club? That's right. Or you're, are you a mystique? And you straddle the two and, you're, and can change and evolve. That was interesting, actually, in X-Men. Mystique was the one who could change and evolve, and that was also her power. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Anyway, but back to this film. Um <laughs> Now, now I do actually want to see the live Kim Possible movie and see uh, see what the, these folks uh, did did with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once uh, the it, the pitch for this movie did not seem, or the poster for this movie definitely made it seem like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought this film was very badly uh, marketed, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think a lot more people would like this movie than would think would like this movie. Mm-hmm. So I hope uh, you will check it out, even if you have heard now what the plot is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, give it a give it a, give it a look. Um, yeah, I would say. I really we all, like, I saw it with my family. We saw it in a situation where the fates practically conspired against us to ever see this movie. Okay. It was like we well, Eve wanted to see it, my daughter wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. So, but she was working till 5:30. So she wouldn't get home until 6. The movie was at 7 in Vancouver. We live 45 minutes away from Vancouver in the most ideal traffic on earth. Okay. So, I knew we were cutting it close. We get into town. We or we we get into traffic. We hit this slow part that, put, that puts us 5 minutes off off schedule. We get into the city. It turns out it's the night of the Elton John concert. Mm-hmm. So it's traffic is crazy where we are. So and then, and this is terrible, but someone was murdered. Someone was shot and killed oh, on the street outside of where at the side of the theater. Oh jeez! Uh, of one of three killings at night done by the same people, some oh, sort of drug also thing. Also, yeah. So then, so the street was closed, so we couldn't get to the parking lot to park the car because, and then. My wife and daughter wouldn't let me drive down through the exit into the parking lot like a couple of dum-dums because we could have done it. There was no one coming out. But anyway, so then we had to like get back out into crazy Elton John traffic, Mm -hmm. go up the street to another parkade, which was absolutely packed with cars. I thought it was going to be a long, long time. Please. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. I was trying to think of what? What are you referring? Oh, okay, yeah, long, long. Rocket Man. Yes, Rocket that's Man. right. Yes, thank you. Which I heard, by the way, is not in the in the movie Rocket Man. I'm trying to remember. It is in the movie. Is it? Yeah. Very good then. Okay. Someone told me it wasn't in the movie. I'm okay. Well, I saw the movie, but I can. I'm not going to like 100 swear to it, but I'm pretty darn sure that that song is in the please movie. Please keep. Please keep telling your story. So, <laughs> so and then we park in this parkade where we and it's the parkade is under construction or under repairs, so it's almost impossible to drive through it in in our vehicle, and we finally get parked. And then it's event parking. Oh. So to park for two hours, you know how much we paid? How much? $25. Aye. That's what I said. Oh. Eee. Oh. Welcome to the city. So then so then we walked down to the, the thing. And my wife had a sore foot because she's got uh, plantar. For, for kicking herself no, for uh, not letting me go down that street. That's right. So... Um, because she has a... Uh, Are you saying planter's words? No, 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 no. Oh, that'd be terrible. No. Onions? No, no. Just yeah, uh, like a pulled pulled uh, tendon in her oh, bottom of her foot. Oh, okay. A uh, plantar fasciitis. All right. So then, so she's walking slowly. So we're, we're, we're making a slow progress down two blocks to the theater. And of course, we're late. And so I'm anxious because I'm a, 
you know, I have that OCD thing. I need to be at movies early. Right. You got to see all the car ads. I got to see all the car ads. All eight of them. All eight of them. So then, so we get to the theater. We get up there. We walked in just as the credits were, like, just as the credits were, were rolling. I was like, oh, thank goodness. We didn't miss a minute of the film. That's fantastic. And how many people were in the theater? I think there's six of us. Yeah, same in the theater I was at. Well, I, I had enough people I know say that the movie was good. Yeah. That I went like, oh, maybe this is going to be a real pop. Because I saw it on a cheap night, too. Mm. So I was like, oh, maybe this one's going to be sold out. And I was like, nope. Yeah, it's really sad. Like, the trailer doesn't tell you anything about the movie. It mm. really, it doesn't help you understand what the film's about at all. But do you want... That's spoiler, a problem. That's, that's the, the problem, yeah. Because, like, if, you, if you're just to kind of, like, tease the beginning of it, then again, it looks like Room or something. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, is that what it is? But, like, the second you g- reveal the gimme... Yeah. Mm, yeah, then you've revealed it and you've ruined part of the movie. It's such a tough one. Yeah, I know. It's one that you... Uh, like, it's really... What people kept telling me was, like, go in cold. Yeah. Go in cold. Just go in cold. And, yeah, you suggested seeing this, like, a couple of days ago and you went, like... Uh, hey, hey! I just saw Freaks. You should see Freaks. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah, Freaks? Because I thought Freaks was a remake of the movie Freaks. Oh, okay. Like the old time yeah, movie yeah, yeah. Freaks about Freaks. And which then I've I also never, thought it never was seen, like yeah. the Alex Winter movie, which is Freaked, which yeah. is not, uh, which is nothing again to do with either of these situations. Yeah, it's kind of a horror comedy. Yeah. The the word Freaks makes you think again of the old movie Freaks. Mm-hmm. Then the poster is a dripping ice cream cone, which looks like it's an ice cream man that's yeah, yeah. killing kids. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like to me sure so i wonder like even if people went in thinking it was a horror movie went Ugh, why well, want to see a horror movie with yeah, people, yeah like killing killing people yeah uh so yeah i don't know how you market this but uh well that poster for one thing get rid of the ice cream cone on the poster yeah there was like, an, you could show an, the you could show the girl there is there is a poster that is the girl okay. with like helicopters above and some stuff's going on yeah but again it, that doesn't show you much but that's good though but at least it's kind of tantalizing like why are the helicopters there what's going on why yeah. is this little girl in danger oh, she's probably some kind of freak <laughs> she might be the freak but you know when you make the little girl the freak it's you can't help you you help your case uh, of keeping the audience on your on your side absolutely even though as you say she's like a dangerous weapon you're like oh what a cute dangerous weapon so cute Oh, look, a pit bull. Such a nice, dangerous weapon. Oh, so cute. Oh, look at that. A giant horse that could kick in the head and kill you in one second. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, they are. That's a good point. <laughs> Do you know what else I find cute? Yes. Uh, audience uh, feedback. Oh, yes. And the way they can do that. Yay! Tangents. Is to. What's that, sorry? Tangents. Tangents. Not tangents. Segways. Segways is to. Tangents are discussing other things, which is what we kind of did for the last little bit there. But that's, that's right. fine. That's tangents good. and cosines. <laughs> everyone if you'd like to contact us here are ways you can do it we have a website it's called sneakydragon.com that is the name of our our uh what do you call it our flagship our, uh, our flagship. Mother, mother podcast that's right our mother mother podcast our flagship podcast sneaky dragon you can go there and uh, make we a keep, comment underneath keep that uh, mother podcast in a cave mm. chained up well we should it's a dangerous dragon that's true good point can it's fire can kill you and it also likes to eat maidens Anyway, please go to the website and you can leave a comment there underneath this episode. We'd love to hear your opinions of this movie if you saw it or if you didn't. What do you think of it? What do you think of the idea of this movie? Uh, you can uh, email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can go on our Facebook page, which is Sneaky Dragon. You can go on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon. There are plenty of ways to contact us and all of them are effective, i.e. they will reach us and we will respond back uh, through email, through on the comment board or in person on the podcast we are very personable (laughs) 
So everyone, thank you for listening to the fan Splinters this week. Uh, I just want to just want to say that I I personally recommend this film. I think it's quite good. I would as well. Uh, it's not perfect. There's times where you can start seeing the budget, you know, as reveals itself. But and like any Vancouver movie, I'm like, hey, we know that place. Hey. Oh, that's that. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hmm. Yeah. I don't do that actually during movies. I just I just become like within the diner. Engrossed. You didn't recognize it as a diner no, we've eaten at. Not at all. Oh, okay. I just totally engrossed in the film. Have I eaten at Helen's Diner? Oh, well, absolutely you have. I'll have to talk about this off air. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the freak side. Any flavor you want.